Amen. Good morning. Good morning. And happy Sabbath, everybody. Happy Sabbath, everybody. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I am so thankful to be on the land of the living, to be on this side of the kingdom. Amen. I am so blessed and honored to be able to see, to be able to open my mouth and to bless the name of the Lord. This is a beautiful Sabbath day, and we want to just welcome all of our guests, all of our family, all of our friends that are joining in with us. We want to ask you at this time to go ahead and just push that like button, push that share button, go ahead and invite a friend, um, invite a co-worker, go ahead and call a neighbor, let them know that um, Tabernacle of Praise is live and well and that we're in the house. Amen. Go ahead and just share um, this, this here message with your friends and with your, your colleagues. Let them know that we are here. Amen. Again, we just want to say thank you um, for all of your support, my wife and I in her absence. Amen. We want to thank you for your love and your support. Um, all of our family that have rallied around us and uh, just been so supporting to us. And we're just so thankful um, for uh, just to be surrounded by love. Um, we're, we're just elated at the fact that God has chose us and allowed us to be a part of this family. Amen. Um, also, we want to encourage you at this time. I know we're moving. Amen. To go ahead and start your prayer request. Now, it, it is our desire for those that may not know, those that <clears throat> may be joining in with us for the very first time. Uh, we would like for you to you know what we like to do is log down our prayer requests and place those in the chat. Amen. Um, we are recording those prayers and we would like to call those prayers. I know it's going to be done a little different today, uh, but we pray that things will smooth, smooth, flow smoothly um, anyhow. So we want to encourage you to go ahead and start putting those prayers in so that we can get those recorded. Um, amen. Again, we want to just thank God for all of those for the celebrating another uh, birthday. We're in February. Hallelujah. The time is flying. The days are moving. Um, celebrating Black History Month. Amen. Um, all month long, we'll be having a special um, celebration going on. Um, and we just thank God that we we're able to be able uh, to present during this time. Uh, very difficult times that we're in, of course. Very, very challenging times. Um, and so we want to welcome you. We want to thank you um, for your love. And we just thank God for all that you do. Um, just a couple of announcements that I do want to share with you as we go um, to our first slide. Um, we're having our presidential perspective. Um, this is something that is taking place um, throughout the month of February, uh, throughout the month of March, should I say, beginning March 6th to March 27th. Every <clears throat> Sabbath, amen, there will be a special pre president that would be doing a delivering a special message, a special presentation. Uh, our very own pastor, um, Roger Bernard, the president of the Central States Conference, will lead the charge on March 6th. And so we want to encourage everyone to take part. This is uh, Pastor um, Richard Palmer, um, the senior pastor of the Ebenezer Fellowship um, there in Minneapolis. He will be leading out um, the taking the helm in, in, in this here endeavor. So we want to encourage each and every one. Uh, to go ahead and mark your calendars for that special date. Amen. Um, also, um, as we move on to the next slide, amen, um, we want to thank God that we're able to deal with our, our, our couples. Amen. We have a special couples um, um, campus, uh, compass, I'm sorry, through chaos. Now, these are some very challenging times. Some couples, believe it or not, um, are, 
uh, you know, they're going through it. Amen. And so our couples ministry, our family life ministries here in the conference, they're presenting this beginning February the 7th. Uh, amen. February 7th through the 13th um, at 7 p.m. You see the information there on your screen. And so we just want to encourage everybody to be a part of this um, awesome ministry. Even if you feel that your relationship is intact and that everything is going well, Amen. We still encourage you to tune in. Um, you never know. Amen. Um, you will be blessed. I know my wife and I, we enjoy um, couples ministry. Amen. So we encourage you to mark your calendars for that. Also, we're, as we're celebrating Black history, um, we want to continue with that. I know on last night, our very own um, um, Elder Christian Josiah, the um, VP of Central States, um, did an awesome presentation last night, amen, as we dealt with um, Black History cel um, Celebration. Also, you see on your screen there, we have two more powerful, dynamic speakers that will be bringing the word each Friday, amen, on next um, February the 12th at 7 p.m. And then again on February, <clears throat> excuse me, February 19th. Amen. Another powerful and dynamic word will be presented. So we ask that you mark your calendars for that. Amen. Lastly, we want to encourage you, amen, all of our young people. Where are my young people at? All of our young people, amen. Today is the day. Tonight is the night at 4 p.m. Today we're having our shift, amen. Our, uh, our very own Kimon Highs, who used to be a pastor here, amen. Uh, we will be bringing the word, a, a, a very powerful and dynamic word. Amen. So we encourage all of our young people. How many? That's right. All of our young people to chime in and be a part of this powerful shift presentation, seeing him in frustrating times. Amen. Seeing him in frustrating times. This will be live on YouTube and Facebook. Um, at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. So we encourage our young people to um, join in and be a part of this awesome, awesome ministry for our young people. Amen. Um, again, we're just so blessed and highly favored um, here at Tabernacle of Praise, where we're able to continue to do ministry. Um, we still have a few gift baskets that we need to get rid of. Amen. So we want to encourage all of those. If you know of someone that is in need, let us know. Amen. So we can distribute these um, gifts out to our community. Also, top family, our board, we'll have our special board meeting on this coming Monday at 7 p.m. Amen. So we encourage all board members to please mark your calendars for that date. Amen. February, I mean, Monday at 7 p.m., we'll have our special um, board meeting. At this time, we do want to turn it over to our um, stewardship team who will talk to us and share with us um, a little bit how we can help support this ministry. Amen. Good morning, everybody. God is so good and he is taking good care of us. Um, I was thinking this week about how we can get ahead. You know, we're in the pandemic and this, you know, it seems like it's a, um, it's a hold back, it's a stall for some people. But we can actually move forward in this uh, in this time. So today we're going to we're going to think about our talents. You remember remember your stewardship is time, talent, temple, and treasure, and that is, really means your whole life belongs to God. So anyway, your talents. So might you do good if you develop your talents? Sometimes we're praying for God. We're saying, please, please give me a promotion. Please, Lord, help me to get ahead. And we feel like God isn't hearing us. When there's still small voices saying, take a class. Why don't you um, 
read a book, educate yourself to put you in the right position. Because these jobs are for prepared people. Um, these prepared jobs are for prepared people. So you want to get ready. I want to share with you a story of when a long time ago, my daughter was young and she played the violin. Really, really good player. She could play. And um, she could hang with really the best of her peers and with very little effort. So she would only do her 30 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day practice. And she was stuck on that 30 minutes a day. Her teacher tried to say, why don't you practice a little bit more? Because she's like on the cusp, she was good on the cusp of being great. But she would just do 30 day, 30 minutes a day. I prayed about it, Lord, please help her because that's not really a good trait to have. It's not good character to just do the least you can do. So I was praying, Lord, help her. So we went up to Sam's. I know everybody know what Sam's is, this store, big, huge store. And I was being checked out and I didn't have my card. I couldn't find my Sam's card for anything. I just kept looking and looking. And meanwhile, the, the store clerk said, can I talk to your daughter? And I said, sure. Now she was speaking in broken English because she wasn't you know, highly educated, but she was talking to my daughter and she was telling her, listen, you know, there's gonna always be boys out here. Don't pay attention to the boys, get your education. She said that about 50 times. I'm looking, looking, the line is getting um, longer and longer, but everyone in the line was transfixed on what this woman was saying because the Holy Spirit was speaking through her. And she was saying, you know, my daughter is going to school, college for the first time. No one else in my family have ever been to college. And uh, we're just so proud of her. We're so happy with her. I found my car. And so um, I gave her my car and she said, and I just really want you to do the best that you can. And as she walked away, the woman said to clincher, she said, hey, go. And my daughter looked up and she said, do something more. Don't do the least. If you're doing the least, but you want the most from Jesus, it just doesn't work because faith without works is dead. We have to do the work. And when God says to you to develop that talent, to get to the ne next level in your life, you have to do something different. It may be you mean you have to pick up and leave your friends. It may mean that you have to go to school. It may mean that you have to do some extra stuff at work that you don't want to do. Take on some extra responsibilities. It may mean that in your church positions that you have, you have to do the best. Don't do the least in your church position. A lot of people come to the church. They wouldn't hardly do the stuff they're doing at church, in their church position. They wouldn't do that for their jobs. And yet we disconnect what we're doing for church. We disconnect that from our jobs. If you look at what you're doing in church, look at what your volunteer work looks like, look at what you're doing at home, the answer lies there. If you're doing the least, if you're snarling at your wife because she asked you to wash the dishes, if you're not trying to wash the clothes or half washing the clothes, your work at work at your job is doing the same thing. So if you wanna get ahead, don't do the least. Now, sometimes people talk about planting a seed you know, and that, that's a good thing because planting a seed, usually they're talking about financially planting a seed for God. And that's a good thing too. It's not bad. Whatever you give to God is going to come back to you tenfold. So plant a seed in your life today. Don't do the least in your life. Wake up, do more and live better. And we got, we got a program to help you with that. So Tabernacle of Praise, Community Counseling Center is starting this month our 12-step program. It's our Let's Live Better 12-step program. This program is for people who want to do better. 
not necessarily because you're addicted to anything, but simply because you want to live better. We are, those 12 steps are applicable to anybody in, 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 in any parts of your life. Next week, we'll put up the contact information. We don't have it for you today. If you want it, please text down there in the bottom. Please give me the, tech, uh, the contact information along with pray for me. You know, please put that in as well. So remember you guys, there's a step that we all need to do. If we're praying, that's one part. Then there's the doing that we have to do. Look at your life. Am I half doing things over here? Am I half doing stuff at home? If you are, let's do better. We do better, we live better. This is a, this is a great day today. This is the best day to make a, best, a better decision. And please help our top Tabernacle Praise Counseling Center. You can support us by um, giving your money at Cash App Top, dollar sign Tops Giving. You can also um, put a little message in the, in the box, your chat box saying, I want to give. And if you don't have a home and you'd like to support by returning your tithes, again, give us to Tops Giving, uh, Cash App, dollar sign Tops Giving. Make this a great day and please let us know what you choose to do to do better in your life. Have a great day. And we're going back to Pastor Fields. Amen, amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much um, for that. Um, those, those ways of um, helping to support this ministries and also um, the ministry of counseling. Amen, these are some very difficult times and we definitely need, um, sometimes we need that assistance. We need somebody to kind of help us through um, the phase that we're going through. So we thank you so much, um, uh, Sister Lee, for that, those, those powerful words. Also, it put something in mind as you talked about prayer um, and being, um, you know, going through some things or even losing some things. Um, I know I've lost some things. I know my daughters have lost some things. And, um, and I remember, um, you know, just going to the Lord in prayer and um, just asking him to show us to where this, this particular thing is. And, and, and sure enough, um, God answered the prayer. And I'm talking about um, where you're in another city um, and you misplaced your wallet, amen. And you drove another uh, half an hour to an hour away, amen. And, um, and you were able to go back, um, call the place. They found the wallet. Um, you had family in that city. Come on, somebody. They were able to go to the store, to that place and retrieve that wallet with every thing intact. That's right, everything intact. And I have countless of stories where God showed up um, and answered prayer. Amen. And you may be somebody that is going through something and you are having um, some challenges right now and, and you just need God to show up um, in your life. And so what we want to do today, we want to take an opportunity um, and just approach God's throne. We do have a couple of prayers that did come through. I know there are more out there um, that you want us to pray for, but just know um, that we are praying for you, amen, that those prayers are being logged down. And so we want to pray right now for Alvina in a very special way, pray for her family and pray for those people um, should, that she's witnessing to. And then on those lines, I want to ask that you will pray for uh, uh, um, uh, uh, my Bible study that is taking place on Wednesdays at uh, 530 
I'm witnessing and studying with um, um, two, possibly three amazing um, um, young ladies. Amen. And we just had a, we're having a world uh, of a good time. Amen. Um, going through the word of God. So we want to pray for those individuals that Alvina is witnessing to. We also want to lift up and prayer um, for the uh, Monroe family. Gail Monroe, want to cover her right now cover the Monroe family. We also want to pray for the Miller family um, and a very special prayer for um, Mama Miller and pray for her health. Pray for my mom as well. Let's pray for all mothers um, that are out there during this time. These are very difficult times, very challenging times um, that we're living in. But we know that God is faithful. Um, we also want to pray for the young man who is battling for his life, um, the young um, I believe he's uh, like uh, a toddler, amen, maybe seven or eight, maybe not a toddler, um, but a young man who's fighting for his life, amen. Um, we want to ask that we would lift him up in prayer as well. Let's remember our country. Let's remember our church. Um, let's remember those that are dealing with loss at this time. Um, let's remember um, Sister Cynthia and her family as they mourn the loss of her mom. Um, just cover them and keep them. And also, let's remember um, the Brown family. We funeralized Brother Brown um, a few weeks ago, um, but we still want to keep them in prayer. Amen. Keep them lifted up. Um, we know that this is not the end of it all. Amen. So at this time, if you can just bow your heads with me um, as we look to the Lord in prayer, let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father, our Savior, and God, again, we are so thankful for what you have done and um, what you are doing and what you are about to do in the lives of your people. Again, we are so um, elated at the fact that you chose us, that you have called us by name. Um, we're so thankful, Father, that you see us in spite of all of our flaws and in spite of all of our shortcomings, oh God. Um, we thank you, Father, for our last night lying down and our early morning rising. Um, just ask that you will continue to cover, oh God, cover us right now, oh God. Um, we pray for the elders and their families, oh God. Um, continue to lift them up. Dad Harris, continue to watch over the Harris family. Watch over the Wellington family. Be with Kwame and his family. Just cover our elders, cover our deacons this morning, oh God, and the men and the women of Tabernacle of Praise. We ask that you will be with our youth this morning and all those that are having health challenges this morning. It may not be COVID. It could be a bone issue. It could be a back problem. It could be a leg problem, um, such as I have, oh God. We ask that you would just cover us and just keep us ever before thee, Father, and let not, Father God, any hindrances get in the way of us doing what you've called us to do. Oh God, we ask that you would be with Alvina right now, that you will cover her and her family, that you will be with those individuals that she's witnessing to, those individuals Oh God, that she is allowing her light to shine to, oh God. Lord, we ask that you will be with the Monroe family in the name of Jesus, that you will cover and keep them right now, oh God, that you will let your name be proclaimed even in the midst of difficult times, oh God. We want to lift up before you the Miller family, ask that you will cover the Miller family in a very special prayer for Mama Miller, oh God, who is battling with health challenges right now. Father, you know the ends and you know the outs, oh God. You know what we need before we're even in need of it, oh God. And so I lift up before you even my mother this morning, oh God. I pray for her health.
health right now. I pray for sound mind right now, oh God. I pray that you would give her strength in her limbs right now, oh God. I pray for longevity over her life right now, oh God, that you will continue to cover and keep her right now. I ask this, oh God, because I know that you hear us and that you are answering prayers, Father. You've done it before, and I believe, oh God, that you will do it again. So continue to guide us through this difficult time that we're in, oh God. Continue to walk with us, oh God, through the valleys and the shadows of death, oh God, because we understand, oh God, that this is a journey that we are on, that as we travel through the valley, oh God, that's not our final destination, oh God, but you're taking us from one plane to the next, oh God, and sometimes we have to go by way of the Red Sea. Sometimes we have to go by way of a storm. Sometimes, oh God, we have to go by the way of shortcomings and downfalls and distant and, 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 and um, left out. Sometimes, oh God, we have to go by the way of loneliness. Sometimes, oh God, you have to take us by the way of Patmos. Sometimes, oh God, you have to take us by way of the lonely road. But that's because there is something greater on the other side. So we're going to hold on to you, Jesus. We're going to trust in your Father. We're going to believe in your everlasting love because we understand that you did not come here, oh God, just to die for in vain. But you came here, oh God, and you died for our sins. And you came here, oh God, because there is a place that you have prepared for us and you want us to be a part of it. And so you've come to show us, oh God. You've come to show us how to get there. And so, Father, we, as we lift up these different problems that we're having, as we're lifting up these different issues that we're having, as we're lifting up right now, oh God, uh, these different downfalls that we're having, we are praying yet still, oh God, uh, don't turn your back on us. Don't give up on us, oh God. Uh, even sometimes we have given up on ourselves. Sometimes, oh God, uh, we have shut the door on ourselves. Uh, Father, never leave us, oh God. Uh, never turn your back on us, but always hold us close to you, Father, because we can't make it without you, Jesus. We can't move without you, Jesus. We can't sink a thought without you, Father. So we need you today, oh God, to do it now, Father, to have your way, oh God, because if you don't do it, oh God, it cannot, shall not, and will not get done. But with you, Father, we're more than conquerors. And so we bless you today. We give you honor and glory today. And we magnify you, Father, even in the midst of a virus, we magnify you. Even in the midst of a pandemic, we glorify you because we know that you see what we can't see and you know what we don't know. So we trust you and we believe you and we thank you for hearing and even answering our prayers. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. And amen again. We serve a risen Savior. And he is in the world today. No matter what people are saying, no matter what the climate looks like or how it feels, God is still on the throne. God still hears us when we call, my brothers and sisters. And so as we prepare our hearts and our minds for a special selection from Beverly Stewart Anderson, hear ye this woman of God, and we'll come back and share, thus saith the Lord. God bless you. Thank <laughs> you.
During this month, we will be celebrating Black history. And I'm reminded of Negro spirituals. The pastor said that he would be speaking uh, this week on Give Me Jesus. And I thought, what do I do with this song right before the sermon? <laughs> yeah. And I thought about my mother. You know, these songs were written back in the day when people were in slavery, when they were snatching uh, the children away from their mothers. Uh, when mothers were crying out, you know, looking all around at what other people had and what they didn't have and how they were picking in the fields, picking cotton and looking around and saying, hey, you can have <laughs> this world. But even in the midst of mess, I could hear even coming on down through history, my mama lying on her deathbed looking at us and saying, why all the tears? What you crying about? <laughs> she said, because I've got my ticket, even with a little smile, little smirk on her face. <laughs> She's saying, give me Jesus. You guys can have this world and all of its mess. <laughs> but give me Jesus. Even during this pandemic, you need to say within your heart, I don't care what we go through. Give me Jesus. Listen to this song.
she was in that room and she was Thank you so much, Sister Beverly. Thank you so much for that selection. Give me Jesus. You can have all of this world, its riches, its popularity. You can have social media. You can have this world. But give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. If you have your Bibles with you, I ask if you can turn with me to the book of Acts, chapter 3. This is where we'll find our food for today. Acts, chapter 3. And we want to start with verse 1. There's a story here, a very familiar story. The Bible says, as a lame man healed. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked for them, he asked alms for them. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. 
Verse 8. So he leaped up, stood, and walked, and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and, and praising God. And verse 10 says, Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. What had happened to him. They were amazed at what had happened to him. Uh, today we want to just talk briefly um, on the, the topic or the title Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, our Savior, our King, our everything, we thank you for what you have done. Thank you for giving us life. Thank you for being our all in all. Now, Father, we've come to the part of the service where we get out the way and allow you to take over. You've already been here from the beginning. You was here, oh God, during the introduction. You were here during the appeal, and you most definitely was here during that song. So now, Father, we're asking that you will continue on taking this service to another level. Into your hands, oh God, commit my spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Give me Jesus. You can have all of this world. You can have everything that is going on, but give me Jesus. We look at our passage, I understand and know that there is a quite a few things that is taking place. Now, I must say that um, I, can, I, can, I can relate to, to the young man and on so many different levels. And I believe that as we share this message today, I believe that you too may be able to relate. But what we understand and know throughout the chapter of, of Acts, uh, chapter 3, uh, the signs and miracles of the apostles is highlighted, uh, highlights the glory of Christ. So everything uh, that is going on, it is to attract people to God. Everything that takes place in our lives, everything that goes on, the, the highs and the lows and the the goods and the bads and the, and the haves, and even sometimes when you have not, everything ought to point and attract people to follow after God. Uh, the disciples here in this here passage, um, we see here that there, is, that there is a lot taking place. We see here and we witness the healing power of Christ, his awesome power, the awesome power of Christ is healing the brokenness of people. We see this right here in, in this here passage. We see here also that the, the, the preaching of God's message was also proclaimed. And also we see the offering of blessings of Christ and his kingdom throughout all of chapter three. 
We don't want to go too deep into it. We want to just bag up to the first 10 verses, if you will, and just kind of spend our time there, if you don't mind. You see, we understand that we're dealing with these two young men, Peter and John. Now, when you understand their history, when you when you do um, the history on these young men, we're, we, 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 we understand that these two brothers are often found together in Scripture. Uh, 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 they were they were partners uh, in, in a fishing business. They were P the Peter and John. Uh, uh, they were also uh, the young men uh, 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 who were also prepared the Passover, which we spoke of on this past week. Uh, these young men was right there prepared the Passover for Jesus. These two young men, they also ran to the tomb. That's right. Peter and John ran to the tomb early the first day of the week. Jesus was crucified. He said on the first day, I will rise. He said, I will rise in three days. And Peter and John struck out in a foot race to the tomb. That's right. Now, now, now we see here that they are ministering uh, uh, to the Samaritans who believed in Jesus. These two brothers right here, uh, uh, now they are working together where, where at one point uh, uh, they, 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 they were wondering who was going to be the greatest. I just kind of show you what happens to an individual uh, when the Holy Ghost come upon them. Because now after the Holy Ghost has fallen on these uh, uh, 120 plus men and women in that upper room, now these two thunderbolts are out here now doing God's business. Now I must say, and I must, 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 must put a pause right there uh, uh, because while uh, uh, they were out there uh, doing God's business, uh, uh, they ran into a situation. You see, sometimes in life when we give our life to the Lord and when we're walking with the Lord, sometimes we're not prepared when stuff just show up and interfere with what we're trying to do. That's right. Something as simple as stopping and helping somebody who has lost their way. Sometimes we can become so heavenly minded where we're no earthly good. Sometimes we, we, we become so involved in doing ministry where we, do, where we don't do ministry at all. Peter, John and Peter, Peter and John are now finding themselves engaged in what they normally would do, going to the temple to pray. Now, I must admit and I must be be honest with you, because I think this is an awesome thing that these young brothers uh, are now finding themselves going to the temple to pray. But they were they were they were they were also while they were while they were on their way to the temple to pray. And, and while there were some some um, similarities to these young brothers, there were also some they were also quite different from one another. Yes, right. That's right. Peter, Peter was outgoing. Uh, uh, Peter always spoke up. Peter, Peter always had something to say. He never hesitated to give his opinion. Peter was the first to voice his opinion. Peter was the one that every time he would open his mouth, he had something to say. 
And John, John, John was, was, uh, he was uh, contemplative. John, John was reserved. John, you know, John, John, John was a tender person. He was the one that referred to himself as a disciple whom Jesus loved. You know, the one that, 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 that at, the, at the last supper, uh, this was John, the one that laid his head on our Lord's chest. This was John. Two brothers, dynamic together, powerful together had a mission together, but yet they were different. But yet they did not allow their difference interfere with what was priority. Priority of corporate worship. These young men did not allow their differences to get in the way of what God had called them to do. And so we find these young men here in verse 2, uh, 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 on their way to the temple, to the temple to pray. These young men whom seeing Peter and John, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, and, and a certain man, a uh, lame from his mother's womb, uh, who cried out, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which he called, the gate is called beautiful. He asked alms of them, uh, who entered into this temple. And so here it is, this lame man, he sat there, and as Peter and John and all others, as they walked into the temple, he lay there in acts of alms. Lord, help me. He lay there. He asked them of alms. This young man, this young man uh, uh, who was who was over 40 years old, according to Acts chapter four, uh, verse 22, over 40 years old uh, uh, at the time of his healing. No way to escape his plight, uh, no way to change his circumstances. He did not have hope that he might wake up tomorrow and face a brighter day. This young man for 40 years, this is what he did. This is what he knew. This is his life right here. I may be speaking to somebody right now that is going through something and you feel like this is your life right now, that this is all you know. This is it. This is all you have. This young man was in a pitiful place, this lame man. And keep in mind, it was at no, at no doing of himself. He didn't ask for it. Uh, uh, he didn't go out and, if you will, commit some sin that brought this here condition on him. It wasn't like he went out and contracted this because of sinful living. Uh, he didn't bring it on himself. This young man was born lame. Look at the parallel uh, to original sin and in today's depravity. Often scripture uses the physical elements of, to symbolize the deep-seated problem of spiritual sin. This young man, he was born into his condition. He could not rescue himself. Uh, no track record of health or even victory. No way to break out of his condition. He could be very big and despondent. This young man was in a very low place. This young man sat at the gate. Now, I, I, I appreciate, 
I appreciate what his friends did. I appreciate what happened of his friends took him there and laid him there every day. Uh, uh, this young man, he knew nothing about health. He knew nothing about fitness. He was a, in a pitiful situation. Uh, for him to even try to get up and walk never crossed his mind. This young man was born this way. This young man, this is all he knew was being lame. And the Bible goes on to tell us that as he sat there daily, uh, when he laid there daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, uh, this young man, he will ask alms of those that came in and those that went out. That's what his nine to five sitting at the gate asking alms. This young man, uh, this, this lame man was in a very low place and he was also all alone. That's why he was lame from birth. He was lame from the beginning at no fault of himself. The Bible said he was born lame for over 40 years. I'm trying to help somebody here. 40 years, this is all he knew was to have somebody assist him, was to have somebody to help him get from point A to point B. This is all this young man knew. It wasn't even a thought for him to get up off of his couch and walk to the refit. It wasn't a thought in his head to try to go somewhere on his own outside of crawling there. He was lame. He needed assistance. This young man was the spot for the best opportunity, probably had been working at this particular gate uh, for years, and he was possibly a well-known young man. He was lame. He was low. His, uh, the, 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 the young man couldn't see things the way maybe someone that was 5'4 um, or maybe 6'2. Uh, the young man saw life in a very low position, in a very low place, uh, where sometimes uh, uh, we may see life on a different level. This young man, he only saw life from a lowly state. He only saw life from, 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 from kneecap down, if you will. This young man, as he approached, uh, uh, as uh, Peter and John approached the gate, the young man, all he did, he just asked for arms, never really looking, but only seeing him, seeing them. That's what the text says. It says when, in verse 3, that when seeing Peter, and John about to go in the temple, he asked for alms. This young man, he saw them. He saw Peter and James, um, Peter and John, and he, he saw them as if looking at any and everybody else. He saw them as just two opportunities, two individuals that possibly would be able to just give him a little assistance. You see, when he asked for alms, alms simply means he was asking for either money or food. Amen. Uh, uh, he just asking uh, just for, you know, whatever spare change you have, what, what, whatever nickel or whatever dime you have. Uh, uh, you know, I'm not asking for much. After all, I'm not much. You know, I don't see myself as much. I don't think of myself as much because I've been in this condition for so long. Uh, and I have come to believe that this is all there is, that this is it. Uh, this is this is all life has for me is this lowly state, this this lowly place, this out. Cast. Uh, uh, this is all that is cracked up to be. 
So I just need just a little assistance. I don't need a lot. I don't need much. I just need just, just, a, just a, a little something. But I like what Peter says to the young man as a young man asked him for alms the bible says and fixing his eyes on him with john peter spoke up i told you peter peter if anybody gonna speak to anything it's gonna be peter come on somebody if anybody gonna open up and challenge something it's gonna be peter so peter responds to the young man and i like what Peter says in verse four and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter says, don't just see me, but I need you to look at me. See, oftentimes, my brothers and sisters, we go through life and this is the same way we deal with Jesus. We don't look at Jesus. We just see him. Uh, Peter said, I don't need you just to see me. I need you to look at me. You see, because see, when you look at me, it's now forcing you now to pay attention. When you look at me, it's now forcing you now to be observant. When you look at me, now I'm calling you now to take time out of what you're doing and focus in on what I'm about to do. I need somebody in here to just take a moment or two and just look at me. That's what God is saying. I need you not just to see me as the king of kings. I need you to look at me. Look at my glory. Look at my presence. Look at the fact that what I've done. Look at the scars in my hand. I don't need you just to see them. We see too much already. We see stuff on TV. We see stuff in the news. I don't need you seeing stuff. I need you looking at me. And Peter says, I need you to look at me. The young man then lets, lets us know in the next passage, so he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. That's right. See, when you look at me, now you have my attention. Now I have your attention. See, that was a problem I had a long time ago in school, and that's probably why I didn't do so well, because I was too busy seeing instead of looking. Come on, somebody. God is wanting us to look. This young man has taken time out. Now he realized that these aren't just two ordinary people passing by. Now I'm forced now to be engaged in what is about to happen because the text says that he started, he looked at them and he gave them his attention. And the Bible says he was now expecting expecting something from them. You see, that's what God wants from us. God wants us to look at him because see, when you look at him, now you're telling God, I'm expecting something. You see, sometimes we miss out on our blessings. Help me, Holy Ghost. Sometimes we miss out on the opportunities in life because we're too busy seeing stuff. You see, we see what everybody else is doing and it causes us to feel some kind of way. You see, we're on Facebook and we see everybody posting stuff and it's causing us to feel, help me, Lord, it's causing us to feel some kind of way. We see what other people are doing and, and we're watching their accomplishment, but we're not taking the time out to, to look at God, uh, to look at what God have in store for you, to look at the blessings and the opportunities that are already surrounding you. You're looking at stuff, uh, or you're seeing stuff, uh, but you're not looking at it. Uh, you're seeing it, but you're not looking. God is saying everything you need uh, is right here in front of you if you just stop long enough uh, and just look at me 
Oh, if you could just look at me. Just look at me just for a little while. And then the Bible says uh, that this young man gave them uh, his attention. And I love the fact uh, that the young man is in a giving mood. Come on, somebody. While he was on the ground in the low place, uh, this here lame man who was in a low place, uh, who was left there all alone. That's right. He was left there alone because his friends, uh, they dropped him off and they kept him moving. You may know somebody like that. Uh, they they uh, dropped him off uh, and they kept him moving. They didn't stick around uh, to make sure he was okay. Uh, they didn't stick around to make sure that he was in a, safe, in, a, in a safe place. They dropped him off and they kept him moving. This young man was lame. He was low uh, and he was also left all alone. Uh, but how many of you know that when you walk with Jesus, uh, you are never left all alone uh, because Peter and John, as they saw the young man, as they began to share with the young man, as he began to ask alms of them, and the Bible says he gave them his attention. And again, like I just said, I love the fact that the young man gave because it lets me know that he was also in a giving, a, a, a giving man. He was in a giving place. He wasn't just receiving, but he was able to give even in his lowly place, even in his lowly state even though he was a lame man in a low place uh, and even though he was left all alone uh, he was still able to give uh, he may not have been able to give alms uh, he may not have been able to give words of encouragement but he gave what he had uh, he gave them his attention uh, he gave all that he had uh, how many of you out there understand and know uh, that sometimes all you have to give uh, is your attention uh, you may not be able to give financial like the next person. You may not be able to give um, of your time uh, like somebody else. Uh, you may not be able to give um, like the person next to you, but surely, huh, I mean, surely, huh, you can give God something. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. The young man, even though he was in a low place, uh, even though he was lame, uh, even though he was left there all alone, uh, he was still able to give of something. And so he gave them his attention. If that's all you have, then that's all you have. But check this out. He gave them his attention. And when he gave it to them, the Bible says that he was expecting to receive something. So he didn't just give aimlessly, but he gave up with the understanding that I must get something in return. And oh, was he surprised at what he got? Oh, he when he woke up that morning, Oh, this young man didn't realize that he was going to run into God. Somebody going to hear this message and you didn't realize that this message was going to thrust you closer to God. Oh, yes, because I feel it in my bones. Hallelujah. Because God understands uh, that when he starts you out on your day, um, you may have one agenda on, in mind. You may have plans for yourself, uh, but your plans apart from God's plan uh, means nothing. You can plan all you want to. You can plan for the next 30 years. Uh, but if your plans don't line up with God's plan, uh, then your plans are worthless. Uh, you can plan for your future. Oh, yes, I get it. And I realize it that you can that that that, that, that uh, you know with God I can do all things I get it but if what you're planning is not in line with what God has planned for you your planning would be in vain I don't care how much faith you have you can't have you don't have the kind of faith 
that's going to cause God to change his plans for your life. You can't cause God to not die for you. That's his plan for your life. He's already done it and you can't change it. God's plan for your life is for you to be whole. Oh, that's why I love this young man because he says uh, he was expecting something and he received something because now he's having a conversation. He's having a conversation that he didn't think that he was going to have. He was expecting something. The Bible says uh, in verse six, uh, the Bible says that then Peter said, he says, silver, and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. Oh, oh yes, here we go right here. Here we go right here. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk up. I don't have a whole lot to give you, but what I do have to give you, I give it to you in the name of Jesus. I don't have gold. I don't have silver. I don't have houses on a thousand hills, but what I do have, I have Jesus. I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot of clothes. I don't even have a lot of friends, but what I do have, I give it to you. I don't have a lot of social media followers. I don't have a lot of status. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. Oh, but what I do have, I give it to you in the name of Jesus. Oh, I feel my help right there. I don't have all that everybody else have, but what I do have uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, I don't have the latest gadgets uh, and the latest gadgets. Uh, I don't have uh, the latest car. I don't have uh, the latest stuff. Uh, but what I do have, uh, oh, in the name of Jesus, uh, I give it to you right now. Uh, silver and gold. Um, silver and gold, I have none. Uh, but I'm going to give you something uh, that outweighs silver that outweighs the gold what I'm going to give you is going to change your life unlike any silver unlike any gold because how many of you out there know no amount of silver no amount of gold could ever give that man the ability to walk only Jesus only Jesus Jesus oh my Jesus gave this young man what he did not know that he was going to receive that morning so silver and gold I don't have I don't have any of that but what I do have in the name of Jesus I give it to you he tells the young man rise up and walk get up and walk but what I like about it unlike some believers what I love about it the Bible goes on to say what I love about it he says so the young man in verse 7 he took him by the right hand and lifted him up oh I love that part right there because Peter didn't just say in the name of Jesus rise and walk 
but Peter stuck around, uh -huh. unlike the friends uh -huh, who dropped him off at the gate uh -huh, and left him there, uh -huh. the lame man uh -huh, in a low place, uh -huh, left all alone. Uh -huh. But Peter, uh -huh, after he told him uh -huh, to rise and walk, uh -huh, he stretched forth his hand uh -huh, and he helped the man up. Uh -huh. He didn't just speak to the man, but he helped the man uh -huh. Faith uh, without works uh, is dead, my brothers and sisters. Oh, God, I thank you. Oh, I thank you. The young man, uh, the Bible says that Peter uh, stuck his hands out. Uh, the Peter slipped his hands out, and he helped the man up off the ground. And the Bible went on to say, uh, so the man began, uh, the man began to get strength. Um, he began to get strength uh, in his feet uh, and in his ankles. Uh, his bones began to be rejuvenated. Uh, things began to take place uh, in his legs. Uh, feelings that he never felt before uh, began to happen. Uh, he began to feel capillaries uh, and nerve tissues. Uh, he began to feel stuff uh -huh, that he never felt before. Uh -huh. He began to gain strength. Uh -huh. The Bible says uh -huh, that his ankles uh -huh, began to get strong. Uh -huh. And I can imagine uh -huh, he began to shake them around a little bit. Uh -huh. He began to move them around a little bit. Uh -huh. And the man uh -huh, began to feel uh -huh, something happening uh -huh, in his legs. Uh -huh. And the Bible says uh -huh, that the man jumped up. Uh -huh, and he began to jump began to jump around. Uh, he began to get excited uh, because the young man uh, felt strength in his legs. Oh, yes, he did. Uh, he began to feel strength uh, in his legs. Uh, and the Bible says uh, that he began to leap uh, up and down. He began to rejoice. Uh, he began to get a little excited. Uh, and I don't know about you, uh, but when you, when God uh, has done something for you, uh, when God has done something for you, uh, you can't just keep still. Uh, when God heals you, uh, you can't just keep still. Uh, when God delivers you can't just keep still. When God gives you a breakthrough, you can't just keep still. When God shows up, you can't just keep still. When God breaks you through, you can't just keep still. So the young man, he began to jump. He began to move around. And people saw him. And they were amazed. They didn't understand who it was. Oh, let me wrap it up right here. The Bible says uh, in verse 9 uh, that all the people saw him walking and praising God. Uh, verse 10 says, uh, then they knew uh, that it was the one uh, who had been by the gates. Oh, you missed it. You missed your shout right there. It wasn't the fact uh, that the young man told him uh, through verbal communication, uh, but his body language uh, spoke volumes. Uh, his body language language uh, said an awful lot. Uh, they said, uh, who is this man? Uh, but it all clicked uh, because you can't jump higher 
been somebody that's been lame uh, for 40 years. Uh, his jump was a little different. Uh, his step was a little different. Uh, oh, when you've been lost uh, in the world of sin, uh, your testimony uh, is a little different. Uh, when God uh, has helped you uh, through difficult times, uh, your views uh, is a little different. Uh, oh, my Jesus, uh, he showed up uh, in that young man's life. Uh, Jesus uh, showed up uh, in that young man's life. Uh, and my brothers and sisters, uh, he wants to show up for you. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, he wants to show up for you. My Jesus, my Jesus want to do it for you. All that I have, I have because of him. That's why I declare to you, uh, and uh, as I end this here time with you today, uh, as I end this with you today, uh, that's why this young man, uh, hallelujah, now his story, uh, now his story has changed uh, because I'm going to have you just read it on your own. Uh, but if you jump over to chapter four, uh, starting with verse five, uh, it tells you that this young man uh, is now ready uh, to follow Jesus. Uh, he says, all I need now uh, is Jesus. Uh, give me Jesus. Uh, I don't need silver. Uh, now I have something uh, that is more valuable. Uh, than any silver. Now I know somebody that is able to heal the broken heart. Now I know somebody that is able to give sight to the blind. Now I know somebody that is able, hallelujah, that is able to heal my capillaries, that is able to give me strength all in my legs. Now I know somebody Give me Jesus. Uh, you can have uh, all of this world. Uh, you can have uh, the fine clothes. Uh, you can have uh, all the jewelry. Uh, you can have uh, all the finances. Uh, but Lord, uh, give me Jesus. Uh, Lord, uh, give me Jesus. Uh, Lord, uh, give me Jesus. Uh, all I want is Jesus. Oh, all I want is Jesus. Because I recognize. Oh, I recognize that there is no amount of friends. Hallelujah. There's no amount <laughs> of finances. That there's no amount of anything that can outdo Jesus. Give me Jesus. Lord, I want you. I want Jesus to take control of my heart and of my mind. I want Jesus to have his way throughout everything that I have and everything that I do. This, this lame man sat very low Went through life, seeing life in a very low place. Didn't think that there was ever going to be a day where his life would get better. And somebody out there may be right there right now. You feel like that it's not going to get any better. I've been there. I know about it. 
I felt like this was it. What's the point? What's the use? Why wake up? This young man, he decided to go to back to his usual spot. And it was at that spot that he found and met Jesus, where he was able to receive his healing. Somebody's about to give up, and I'm encouraging you today, don't give up. Don't give up on God. I'm encouraging you this morning, don't give up on God. I know there's a lot of schools of, of ideologies out there. There are so many different religions and so many different beliefs and everybody believe this and they want to believe that. But let me help you out. My brothers and sisters, there is no God like God. Hallelujah. And there is no Jesus like Jesus. Come on, somebody. And you have to understand that the enemy is out to steal kill and destroy and if he can get you twisted around and walking in the wrong direction and having you to believe that you're walking in the right direction and somebody come along and try to point you in the right direction but you so bent on going in the wrong direction my brothers and sisters i just ask if you would just take a pause for the cause and if you don't listen to me listen to the spirit of god listen to the spirit of god because I don't have all the answers and I don't know everything. But what I do know, that silver and gold, I have not, but such as I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus. Be healed mentally. Be healed emotionally. Be healed financially. Be healed socially in the name of Jesus. Because there is no need for any one of us should be in a low place. There's no need for any one of us to be laying in a low place and left all alone, especially when you have a God named Jesus. So I don't know who you are. I encourage you today to give Jesus your heart, to give Jesus your all, to give Jesus your undivided attention. Don't just see him, but look at him. See the lashes. See the scars. See, when you see the scars and you see the abuse that was done to him, it causes you now to reflect. It causes you now to think twice. See, that's why some people don't want to see, don't want to look at Jesus. They want to go through life just seeing him because it's not causing you to be accountable to anything. So my brothers and sisters, as I close, I'm, I'm, I'm landing it now. If you want to reach out to us, <clears throat> if you want to reach out to us, you can go to our, you can email us, amen? You can email us. There's the email on the screen. If you want Bible study, if you want, if you want prayer, if you want a pastoral visit or a call, or if you just want to just talk to somebody, you can visit us right there, <clears throat> our email. Please reach out to us. There is no need for any one of us to be lame ever again. There is no need for us to be in a low place. There should be no need for us to ever again be all alone when we have a God in Jesus. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for what you've done and what you're doing. We thank you for hearing and answering prayers. And Father, I pray that as, as we continue to grow, as we continue to move by faith, uh, that you will touch each and every one of us and draw us closer to you. There may be somebody today, oh God, listening and watching and viewing and maybe, maybe longing for a church home. 
Father, I pray that you would touch them and direct them to us, but we can make that happen for them. Father, our desire is to be a people prepared to receive you when you come. Thank you so much for this blessed hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you and have a happy Sabbath.